0: Easter. Four days of outdoor adventures, work in the garage or doing stuff around the home or even in the garden. You gotta love that. Bring on the jobs and pile them up. 101 long weekend jobs ready to tackle. You could be in the outdoors, putting your four-wheel drive to the test, tearing down an internal war or maybe putting a new one up, or even repurposing an old wine barrel for an outdoor table. Whatever the task over Easter, Trojan Tools are up for the job. Trojan Tools. Quality tools at DIY prices, backed by a lifetime warranty. Available in-store or online at Bunnings Warehouse. Trojan. Tools built tough. The AFL season is underway, and you can now watch every game of every round live on KO. Games of the round include Carlton vs. Richmond on Thursday night. These games don't get much bigger than this, and no matter where these teams are on the ladder, it's always a blockbuster. On Friday night, it's Collingwood vs. Sydney. Speaking of big games, these two do not play a bad one, especially with Brody Grundy and Taylor Adams now playing for the Swans against their old mob, the Pies. And on Saturday afternoon, it's Essendon vs. Hawthorne. The line in the sand. Gee whiz, this could be a exciting two young up-and-coming teams. Watch live now with no ad breaks in play. 4K capabilities have arrived. You can now watch selected AFL games in detail so clear you think you're part of the action. New to KO? Get on board and start your free trial today. Welcome back to the how exciting. Mon, how are you? I'm good, thank good you. Good to how see you again, you? my friend. You too.
1: Scotty, how are you, my friend? So good. You got the soccer week. top on, yes, man. it's a huge Woo-hoo! week in football this week. Yeah, well, we have one of the...
0: In all seriousness, we're absolutely blessed today. I don't say that lightly. Mm. We have um, Adrian Del Monte. Now, Adrian is a friend of mine. He's a fellow i no Grammarian. Very good friends with his brother. Adrian's a good mate with Baldy. He's living in Milan at the moment. I can't even really... Firstly, welcome. How are you, mate? I'm good. I'm just about to just document your yeah. whole life without you even saying <laughs> hi. <laughs> You well? uh, I'm very well. It's great to see you. Good to have you uh, in
2: our in our waters, in our sea, in, in our country. It's good to be here. First time in five years I've been back in Australia in winter, so it's a, it's a nice welcome back. It's freezing, but I'm doing well. <laughs>
0: Mate, you're doing incredibly well. Today we'll talk a lot about the World Cup that's happening, also your journey and what you're going to be doing while you're over in Australia. But for those who haven't heard of you know your journey and what you're doing and what you're doing overseas, how would you explain what you're doing? Now, I'll set the tone of it. Please. <laughs> basically, he wanted us – I said, what do you do? He said, I'm basically like – the Hamish McLaughlin of AFL, but like imagine ten times better. <laughs> than two, oh, God, did to like a million times more people, and I was yeah. like, "That's that's pretty. Imp- that's a good way to describe it." <laughs> he did that's say how that. You described <laughs> it, <laughs> but no, look it.
2: I do a bit of everything is yes. the thing, and it's been a very long journey. I've been at it for for the best part of fifteen years. Live in Milan now, but before that, I was in Miami. I was in New York. I lived wow. in Qatar, and now Jeez. I'm in Milan. So I've been very lucky to to travel the globe and pursuing my career. And now I'm at a point where I'm pretty stable. Been in Milan going into my fifth season, which has gone very quickly. And essentially, in a nutshell, I work for seven different international TV networks. ESPN's been sports of this world and a few others. I work for FIFA and UEFA as an international
0: events host and I work for AC Milan, one
2: of the biggest clubs in Italy.
1: That's an insane resume.
0: such <laughs> <laughs> an insane resume. It's so cool. And I don't want to, I, I really want to get to this because you're a very humble man, but in all seriousness, like you've been, how long has it been overseas now for? What, living?
2: Look, the best part of, the first time I left, I just graduated uni. It was 2010. So really the last 13 years has been a lot more time abroad and back and forth between here and there, which has always been tough yeah. and I'm always very open about that. It's not, you see the highlights online, mm. but it's there's a lot more that goes on. It's very difficult, but it has been the best part of a
0: decade now that I've been consistently away from home and away from my family. Unbelievable. And like, Scotty, you're big into into your world game, the soccer and, mm. and football, sorry. But to have an Australian, obviously from Italian heritage, but to have someone overseas doing what you're doing, it is pretty incredible, and I don't want you to you know that's obviously a very humble man but it's unbelievable what you've been able to do you were saying off air before like 10 year overnight success of how Mm. to get to that but do you pinch yourself like being someone from so far away Mm. to be able to come and do what you've done over there and have the roles that you do and now coming back to australia and doing it as well it's Pretty incredible. Yeah, it is. It's look. It's I just enjoy
2: myself. That's what I do.
0: Mm. My my number one rule
2: is just to enjoy what you do and pursue everything you can with a smile on your face. Meet great people, see new places, learn new things. That's what it's all about. I work probably too much that sometimes I don't have the time to really sit back and actually reflect on some of the highs and some of the moments that I've had where I'm like, wow, I actually can't believe I've done that. But that has been part of of the the mental process for me. It's always been about embracing the journey, not focusing on the goal, but when you do come back home and i'm here now with my family and catch up with my grandparents and they're like oh well what have you been up to i'm like well i don't know where to start mm, yeah. and it, it is it is uh, look as i said it's been a really long journey and i appreciate saying the humble side of things yeah. because that's been something that i always stay true to i think it's really important again you you need to continually learn and grow but to come back where i sort of began where my learnings began where my schoolmates are, where my really my entire life is, it's really special to have made people who are really important in my life proud. Mm. And that's where I take so much joy from the achievements and from those highs that I've had, really repaying the
0: faith shown in me for my loved ones. I love it. Guys, jump in for any questions. Yeah, I'm just so excited to um to chat about this. Can these. I just
1: say that he's actually living out my like boyhood dream? I thought this I- was your dream. <laughs> <laughs> this is this <laughs> closest. <laughs> I mean, like I remember you used saw- watch like sit down, be late at night, there'd be Australia be qualifying for the world. World Cup, it'd be on Fox Sports or something like that, mm. and then you'd see the journo or you see the presenter out in somewhere in the Middle East, like they just pitch side where nobody get like just don't get access to. It's like it's it's such a cool experience to just see them in a different environment.
2: They're the moments, right? Like I I grew up religiously watching the Italian set out, especially with my my non or my father's father, and he he passed away ten years ago, sadly, before really. This big run of mine mm. began, which is always something I hold very heavy in my heart. But when I enter these stadiums and these places where, whether it's in Qatar or whether it's in Italy, wherever it is, you, you bring back those memories. And they're the moments for me where it's like, wow, well, I remember being late to high school every day, every Monday, because Sunday night in Italy, there was the the key game of the round. Very often this match was in Milan. Mm at Sun City, which is one of the most iconic stadiums in the world, and I live now 15 minutes from there, I'm at that stadium every second week, and I'm experiencing something which I I really, I'd never take for granted, but, it's so special each and every time, and I really gain that appreciation when I have a friend who's visiting, and I can bring them pitch side with me, which I'm getting hit up all the time. my eyes just up. I'll go for that. That's it. That's
0: it. actually kind of
1: crazy. I'm just booking. Yeah. The colours we wear with
0: the black and white, black and red, red. Sorry, this is
1: the black and white. And it's a beautiful new kit. If you get a chance, have a look. Beautiful new kit and a fashion very
0: big in Italy thing with footy is i just want us to we're too regimented here i want us mm. to be able to mix up our kits a bit more like i love the fact that with all the teams look i, yeah. I don't know them religiously but they can go from wearing red and black to mm. then one day wearing pink
1: and it's just like that's right. it i love so you gotta look out at club venezia Two top kids. of the game in terms venezia of is venice right yeah. yeah
2: another really hot spot for fashion in italy yeah. and their kit
0: is very yeah. good.
2: They yeah. got relegated from the top division mm-hmm. in Italy, got relegated to the second division, and still their kits were amongst that. the top selling. So that's all I
0: go for, the best-looking outfit. That's Italy. <laughs> good outfit. Good. Okay. That's yeah. I thought I was Italian. I but they, they should. In footy, that. they should. They should that's have multiple kits, different colours. It's, oh, yeah. it's a very cool thing. And obviously, they sell. They're very, very popular. Well, so Speaking of the jumpers, which is really, really exciting, was when Ronaldo went to Juventus. And obviously, our mutual friend, Stephen Cornelio, who's absolutely football mad, He was telling me that like that deal for ronaldo was worth x millions Mm. but they made that back on the first day or something or first week in sales for jerseys
2: it's mental it was 105 million euro the deal within the first 24 hours they had made 60 plus it it is ridiculous the power of cristiano ronaldo is where there is nothing like it in world sport and wherever he goes this is what happens and he has built himself up to become the the biggest brand on the planet and that's what happened to that club and the league when he arrived sadly though in that period COVID hit Mm -hmm. and that was what had a massive knock on his well his impact because obviously they played what 12 months Mm -hmm. without fans and it was a significant hit, however, the power of a man. It's incredible, but that's the norm in football. Not that level, obviously Ronaldo yeah. is another level, but the the star power, the power in general of these athletes, it's truly remarkable. And there's another pinch yourself thing, because I work with these guys regularly. That's I so get cool. to build decent relations with these guys regularly. And that's sometimes where I'm like, look, to be fair, if I was sitting here with Ronaldo, Messi, and Neymar, three of the biggest stars to ever play the game, I'm my same person. And really? it's always been yeah. a strength that I've had that when I work with these guys, okay, it's Cristiano Ronaldo, I respect and admire what you have done so much, but I can treat you like a normal human. And They've always had that sort of respect for me back, and that's really helped me. I think it's really helped me progress in my work and do this work at this level as a result because I, I respect while not being in too much awe yeah. that I can't do my job. So cool.
0: Wow. Can I ask you, Out of those three, who's your favourite? Oh,
2: in terms of a player, I can a player yeah, and then player person. Yeah, player
0: and then personally.
2: Look, Ronaldo. Ronaldo is incredible. Ronaldo is incredible, and I'd say he's my favourite overall. Mm. I think he's uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is is unbelievable. A true, true, true professional. Is that just
0: because he's a uh, he's what's
2: he Spanish? Portuguese. 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 Mm. No, none of them are Italian. One's Brazilian, one's Argentinian, one's Portuguese. But no, Ronaldo, I do love Messi. Messi Messi's the best player. For me, Messi is the best footballer, but Ronaldo I, I do love. Neymar's one who gets a lot of criticism, yeah. but I, I'm a big fan of the way he plays. I've I covered a lot of Neymar, particularly when there were no fans in the stands, and watching players like this play when a stadium is empty is
0: getting qu- up like a private like yeah. Well
2: this when COVID was yeah. when COVID hit, it was like a private viewing. I was amongst fifty people watching these players play. I remember watching Neymar in the Champions League final in twenty twenty in Lisbon and it was PSG Bayern Munich. No fans. It was it was COVID time. And watching they lost the game, PSG, but watching Neymar play is like watching a player play beach soccer but play the real yeah. thing. And not only in twenty twenty in general, I'm saying every time I've watched him play, it is just truly special because he's a he's a player at a different level. The Brazilians though they love to have a bit of fun yeah. and they're not as serious as a Ronaldo type, but All three of them in different ways. But for me, Messi best player, Ronaldo, the one
1: that I probably admire the most. I was going to say about Neymar, especially just going on what you're just saying, it's like in this sport, you can actually see when they're playing where they've actually grown up. Mm-hmm. and exactly in him you can just he'll be doing rainbow flicks he'll be just sitting trying to take you one on one and go past you mm-hmm. i think that's I, I agree i think he gets a lot of, lot of uh, criticism especially for injury he's a little bit injury prone now yeah. but like when he plays it's actually you can't take your eyes off
0: i watch a lot of my soccer highlights on tiktok you yeah. know yeah. and they put the cool music behind it <laughs> and <laughs> like the name <laughs> one's always come up i'm like oh I love that guy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he he had the pink hair in the one I was watching the other day. Um, Just before we we carry on, when I had that minor fit before where I was thinking where I go with the questioning, (laughs) I really wanted to ask you about the players, but I think one thing that I really don't want to miss in this chat because it is so important is the fact like to get to where you've got to, the hustle, the grind, the doubting yourself, moving overseas, trying to forge into a path that traditionally Australians don't go down, can become like such a lonely place you can I'm assuming you could have lost confidence you could have lost belief in yourself but you stick at it you kept going was that was that the journey like was mm. there parts of it and yeah. the second part of that is what advice would you give for people that are in a career at the moment where maybe they're not in and they want to do something like mm. what advice would you give
2: yeah no it's it's a good question and it's Again, I, I'm really open about the struggles I faced in my journey because the social media age we live in now, everything looks far too easier. Mm-hmm. And I love to make it very clear that while I'm very proud of what I've achieved, it came with great sacrifice and ongoing sacrifice. So while at the moment I've listed the accolades and the players and whatnot, it's very hard. I, I live away from the the simple pleasures in life that I cannot replicate over there. So while every week I'm busy and every second day I'm in a different country and that all looks well and good, I'm doing the large majority of it alone. Mm. And so that's why I always stay true to myself and I never think I'm any better than anyone else. I think I can always learn from whoever I'm in the room with and I always really come back to my core principles of just respecting others and, and respecting, respecting everyone's respective journey. Mm. For me, over the journey though, there have been really tough times because you're not rewarded for the work you put in. And it's like playing footy, right? I played a lot of footy, played a lot of Aussie rules. And while while soccer was the sport of my heart, Aussie rules was a sport I could play. And I learned so much from the culture of Aussie rules football at any level I played at where just that whole mateship and working together and supporting, knowing that eventually you will get the outcome, is something I've always stuck true to. And so for me, over over my journey, you know, in a nutshell, once I graduated uni, I felt that what I wanted to achieve wasn't really attainable in Australia due to where we are, due to the population, due to limited opportunities in terms of the fact that we we didn't have much sport outside of our core sports. And so I always thought, look, I'm going to have to take the plunge. And I did that at the age of 20 for the first time going to the UK. Now, keep in mind, I was a kid at high school, primary school, who didn't like going on school camps because I couldn't stay
0: away from my mum. Oh, preach. Preach. Absolutely. Oh, man. You, t- uh, you know, uh, just a backstory. Go for year it. U10 in- at Ivanhoe no Grammar Solos. You have to do the solo nah, camp, nah, mate. Not, I didn't fucking no th- go. No, nah, neither. I stayed home. I stayed home. I was sick that <laughs> week. I didn't
2: nagle <laughs> that week. Oh, mate, I was sick. I was at <laughs> nah, a violent fridge. I was it's too not, scared to go away. I was way. too scared. 100%. Not for me. Yeah. Not for me. I was happy to do stuff knowing that Sorry, i could Sorry, to back give
0: account. context, just. To everyone, yeah, yeah. yeah like, I was like, like, What's we knew what yeah, <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> oh, okay. you,
1: to give context, <laughs> our
0: school does these camps where every year from like year 7, 8, nine, 10, 11, 12, oh, sorry, not year 12, but I think to year 10 and 11, yeah. you build up a solo experience. Like, year 7, it might be an hour by yourself. They drop you off for an hour, then it goes to like four hours, then it goes to like eight hours, and then the year ten is twenty-four hour solo. Yeah. They drop you off in the bush, the middle of nowhere, like completely yeah. alone. Oh, you're like probably it's two kind of kilometers a, away from it's someone. Kind of a wild experience. That is and wild. you've got to like yeah. build your own tent and how do like, you eat? Yeah, <laughs> you eat. Like you got you food. don't get anything. You just no, you get food. You, you get like oh shelter. Like, it's survival camp. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, really survival camp, but it's almost like a reflection camp. And like at that stage of my like I was, I faced so much anxiety around like school camps leaving family and stuff yeah. i just couldn't do it and yeah. i was like no i'm not doing that it's one of my biggest regrets to this day that i didn't do it also, but also also because there's a lot to take away yeah, from that stuff yeah. but it just wasn't for me no no no, no. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> i would have gone but i was sick <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. i'm actually still recovering from that anxiety yeah that's what i'm saying it was a case of the- Every opportunity is an opportunity to learn and that being one, so I'm a bit the same. I feel like it would have been a nice thing to do. However, I've had many since where I've been very lucky to Mm -hmm. learn and that has been the, the mentality I've maintained ever since. So I've always invested everything I've made. To be honest, I never really had too many jobs outside of what I was doing because I really wanted to make it happen. The feedback I was getting from Australia was that that's not the way we do it here. And it was something that never sat well with me, that there was sort of a fixed way of how you, I don't like saying make it, but make Mm. it in TV in Australia is that, you know, you go out to the bush, you do your time, you come back, you work in news, you go from news and you find your place. Producer, then you work your way up and yeah. And I respect anyone who's taken that path, but for me at a young age, I thought, I don't want to do that, I think I want, and it was obviously because of the love of the, the round ball that I wanted to pursue the world, and I wanted to explore the world and learn more about the world. And that came with difficulties. Obviously that cost money, money I didn't have. So my parents absolutely supported me along my entire journey. It meant that anything I earned, I had to yes. put back in. So it was never a thing of I was I was living the dream. I, I flew myself to Miami to do a, a screen test on TV when I was invited by a, a contact I'd met over the journey and they said, look, do a test, see how you go. Didn't lead to anything. 18 months later, they called me back, I was in Miami. That then led to me going to Qatar that's how the ball started to roll so when i reflect on my journey i'm not proud about the moments of of success i've had i'm proud about the fact that when the goings got very tough yeah, that going. i stuck mm. at it I love it despite mm. many people telling me don't do that and so to your second question with regards to what's the advice i have i do a lot of mentoring especially with younger people coming through the ranks who want to work in media or TV or even just in general. And I'm really passionate about that because one thing that I always educate them and encourage them to do is just to explore what they feel is beyond their boundaries because only then will they start to learn. My advice is always reach for the stars because if you set a lofty ambition, you might fall short, but you'll go a lot further than if you set the modest goal that others say is what you should do. Mm. And I love seeing people that I speak with or educate or help grow and flourish and become better versions of themselves because ultimately that's what I try to do, that's what I encourage others to do, just maximize your potential in whatever field it is. So if you push the boundaries, new things will come. If you don't, that's fine, you'll live happily, you'll live comfortably, but you never know and that never know for me is what drives me to do things on a bigger and better mm-hmm. scale solely for myself. So it's a long journey, it's been a tough journey, but now I'm starting to reap the rewards. And again, it's making those that I love and care for who have invested so much patience and time and faith in me proud, that makes my heart feel. It's
0: amazing. Was there a point, I love the, the stuff about the respect you talked about a little bit earlier, that attitude, did you ever find that you had to drop that because I feel like it's quite a competitive environment, mm. and the position oh, that you're awesome. in now, surely there was, you know, Scott even said that was my that was my dream yeah. as a kid, right? There was probably a lot of people wanting to be you, mm. still, right? Did you ever have to compete, and did you have to like? Did you ever find that you needed to drop that a little bit?
2: I I'm very I'm very competitive, but I'm competitive against myself and who I'm chasing, who I want to become. Yeah. To be honest, to be very blunt, I don't really care what anyone else is doing around Mm -hmm. me. I focus on, and that's in my space, I just focus on what I do. My industry can be very, very pretentious, can be very, very toxic at times because there is that level of competition There, people are trying to do things that you can't do. What I have been proud of, what I've been able to achieve is carve out a a career and carve out a a path where no one's irreplaceable, but I've put myself into a position where I control what I do. Mm. And I've done that by staying true to myself and not being, not being disrespectful. I've done the opposite. What I've done is, I've really valued each contact I've made to a point where they're not just a business contact, I form a relationship. Relationship, yeah. And networking for me, this is another thing when I mentor, I often come back to networking, but for genuine reasons. It's the long game. I'm not writing to someone today to say, hey, I want a job, how do I get it? I'm writing to someone today to say, hey, I would love to learn how to go about improving and then getting to that point. If you're free, it'd be great to catch up for a coffee and learn. And building real relations has seen relations that I formed when I was a 20 year old yeah. come to fruition when I was a 30 year yeah. old. That's yeah. amazing. And that it's has that. been my consistent that's been my consistent theme that I've always um, say true to with regards to maintaining relations because people move around all the time. New doors open all the time. You just need as to be ready to As much as it's a big
0: world, it's like the smallest world ever too. The
2: smallest world mm-hmm. ever. And, and I'm a big believer in where if you can talk and talk yourself up and get yourself into the right positions, then, and it's like being on a footy field. I used to play as a small forward. Very good football. Yeah. By
0: the way. <laughs> okay. Crafty.
2: Crafty, but limited touches because I would play as a small forward, but yeah. kick goals. So I would think to myself every game, must four or five goals. You get 10 yeah. touches, that needs to... Translate to four or five goals. Mm. So deliver. So you think you're good. I thought I was good. Now deliver. When you get the ball, you must convert. And that's my approach to even my work life Um, and what I do.
0: The other um, bit on that, where Mon's great question that I'm going to go off the back was there's this awesome, and I do bring this up a little bit, but I just think it's like the most important thing, especially for young men and women, but this sense of ego. And you talked about it earlier when you were saying, what was it? You were saying something about what you deserved or- Along those lines, remind me of what it was. We're talking about when you're heading over Just overseas
2: with re- with regards with regards to. Well, I
0: think like when when you're saying like what you deserve. So it's like you go mm. overseas if you don't believe that you should get something, you won't. Sure. So there's this notion sure, of like sure. ego and people maintaining
2: up- maintaining that confidence while also maintaining the
0: respect. Exactly, but it's yeah. like ego gets such a bad name because people go, "Oh, you got an ego." It's like you actually have to have an ego as long as you're doing the work as well. I think that's where like a lot of young people like yourself, Mm -hmm. you're talking about, this is what it was, you're talking about going and not following that traditional route of going to Ballarat and coming back. It's like, well, you're allowed to have that mindset Mm -hmm. and you're allowed to think bigger of yourself if you go and actually action it. Not if you just sit there and go, oh, well, I don't want to do this. I just want to be on TV. I
2: love you mentioned that because that's something that I struggled with as a kid. Yeah, I really struggled with that. And again, that's just through my experience. I've think it might be an Australian thing. Mm. It's culturally here we are the whole tall poppy syndrome. Mm. Yeah. Who are you to have an ego? You're a you're a twenty year old kid. You you're better than you better than I. That's the sort of yeah. feeling you get. And I definitely have stories of encountering that with people who are much older and much more experienced in the field over my journey. And to be very straight, I still I still get that with even people in my space in here. Mm. And I don't think what I'm doing abroad is any better than anyone else. It's not about that. I know what I'm doing. I'll leave that for others to judge. But it's not about that. It's about the fact that I still respect people who are doing anything at any level. And that's something which here it is. I don't know what the right word is, but that ego is not appreciated here. We, I love U.S. sports. And I love the top footballers in the, in the world for the reason of they have that ego.
1: Yeah.
2: NBA players, even footballers at times, but after matches they're speaking from the heart. Mm. They're not speaking from the fact of well, what's going to please or what's not going to ruffle feathers. No, again, that's how I that's how I approach myself. That's how I am as an individual. And when I walk into a room, I've hosted some very cool events where I've shared dressing rooms with Real Madrid players as of very recently. And they are speaking to me like I'm a totally normal guy because they are normal guys. Mm-hmm. And what I've found is the higher up the food chain I go in terms of those that I'm yep. rubbing shoulders with, the ego. Of course, they think they're good footballers, but they're normal good people.
0: But you know what? They are good because they think they're good and Correct. they think they're good. So when they think they're good, they are good. They
2: are good. And I'm a big believer in the fact that the those positive vibes and thoughts that you put out into the universe, you get back. Oh, yeah. So they're not doing that to say, "Hey, I'm better than you." They're doing it to say, "Hey." I know I'm good and I know I can deliver and I know I'm going to be the best I can be. And that's what it all comes down to.
1: Yeah, I think the confusion here is in Australia is that confidence gets confused with arrogance. Correct. Which is not, you, being confident in yourself, and I think that people do understand the difference, do go on to appreciate like yeah. the US mm-hmm. sports. Like if you watch the EA brought out their new, um, new game in Amsterdam mm-hmm. and Erlen Haaland walked in in what was this green silk kit like looked like he was wearing PJs, but I he was just that. like, the, to me, he's the coolest guy yeah. I've ever seen. No the way, confidence. no way, I could pull that off. But. No, <laughs> I don't think anyone It, off. <laughs> it yeah.
0: actually comes down to that thing is like, I know that's a different with an outfit, but this is like the thing we're trying to wrap up now. It's like if you wear that and you think you can wear it, you can. Yeah. So people <laughs> like if you if you wear it and you don't think you can, you can't. Great. So it's like people go, oh, how can you wear that? It's like because he thinks he can and he looks yeah. fucking good. But if you wear it and you go, oh, I'm not confident in that, well. People will see it. People see it straight away. By Mm -hmm. the
1: way, this is a guy that. Only five years ago was a young man making YouTube videos what, with yeah. a hoodie. It was a black right. hoodie and he had a hundred emojis all over the hoodie. Yeah. And he was like playing trash. on a playing on a playground. Like th- this is the same guy who had now has all this confidence. Mm. And obviously he's one of the best players in the mm. world now, but that helps. um That does help. That <laughs> <laughs> does help. Talk to me. He's just a non-arrogant guy. So I think the confusion can be yeah. that confidence is
0: Easter. Four days of outdoor adventures, work in the garage or doing stuff around the home or even in the garden. You've got to love that. Bring on the jobs and pile them up. 101 long weekend jobs ready to tackle. You could be in the outdoors, putting your four-wheel drive to the test, tearing down an internal war or maybe putting a new one up, or even repurposing an old wine barrel for an outdoor table. Whatever the task over Easter, Trojan Tools are up for the job. Trojan Tools. Quality tools at DIY prices backed by a lifetime warranty. Available in-store or online at Bunnings Warehouse. Trojan. Tools built tough. The AFL season is underway, and you can now watch every game of every round live on KO. Games of the round include Carlton vs Richmond on Thursday night. These games don't get much bigger than this, and no matter where these teams are on the ladder, it's always a blockbuster. On Friday night, it's Collingwood vs Sydney. Speaking of big games, these two do not play a bad one, especially with Brody Grundy and Taylor Adams now playing for the Swans against their old mob, the Pies. And on Saturday afternoon, it's Essendon vs Hawthorne, the line in the sand. Gee whiz, this could be exciting exciting two young up-and-coming teams. Watch live now with no ad breaks in play. 4K capabilities have arrived. You can now watch selected AFL games in detail so clear you think you're part of the action. New to KO, get on board and start your free trial today. Confused with arrogance. What do you like about... I know you still follow a little bit of footy, but do you think that the Australian footy media at the moment, what do you think of that? Do you think that it can where can where can we improve and maybe get to
2: yeah look i as a as a me you person like mm.
0: i like things that are light and relatable
2: and that's certainly why obviously time zone wise it's very hard to, to keep up to yeah. date. I keep up to date with the GWS boys, but yeah, it's very difficult. We love them. But I, I think that the the lightness, the transparency, the and that's why what you're doing, this format is wonderful, because you want to see people, athletes, anyone mm. in in real life version where you can relate. And I think we need more of that in mainstream media. Obviously the landscape of media is is changing very, very quickly but more of that the less serious the less suit and tie stuff mm. the more friendly casual open and transparent is for what i as a consumer really enjoy sure. so when i see your work and when i see others doing similar things it's like i'm happy to sit there and give up an hour of my time to really again learn and know what's behind the the athlete mm. i'm a big i'm really passionate in in doing content in in the football world which haven't started yet, but- Yeah,
0: that's what I was, my next question, I was thinking, have you ever thought of doing something? I'm
2: really, really thinking, I, for example, this season I have currently done 70 plus matches of oh, yeah. football yeah. and it is too much. <laughs> it's, it's again, the, the highlights are great, but it's so much live sport. I did two grand slams, I did Australian Open, Roland Garros, and then 70 matches of football. And now I'm doing another 15 in the Women's World Cup, yeah. which is getting underway. It's so much live sport. I'm really passionate about sharing stories, and because I've been lucky to form these relations with a lot of top players, it's not common in football that they really do this. Their schedules are quite demanding. So who is the player behind all the highlights and all the skills and all the accolades? Who is the person? I'm really passionate about unlocking that, and I've formed some relations where, perhaps, we're on in the future. Adrian <laughs> and <laughs> <friends>. <laughs> yeah.
0: Adriano, Adriano and Frenzo. Adriano hey. and Friendso.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be elite though, that man. That could be us. To be honest, like that could be us. We we, we take this offline. Off but I line. think that what you do and who you are, and I think what we like, you know, the, the team today just getting it from sitting down for you with half an hour, like anyone would feel comfortable doing that with you. And it's a respect and the, the relationships it. you've built. Um, also, very easy on the eye as well, which which helps. Appreciate oh, that. Yeah. You want to do a podcast? See, so we do the podcast. People uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't want to look at me. Don't, they they don't want to look at you. I think there's
1: a reason the cameras
0: are finally out. For yeah, 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 They're yeah. All yeah. pointing to say, all pointing, all pointing on you. Um, guys, any more questions before we get into the
1: World Cup chat? No, no. It's- you ready to run through a brick
0: wall, aren't you? You're, Man, you're I'm chomping at the big. That
1: excited. Yeah. You, you want to move to Milan? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'd move to Germany, actually. That's yeah, where God. I'd want to do my football. Yeah. Watching. Very yeah. cool fan culture there. Yeah. That's what Even I love. Even the about second
2: it. division, third division. This is where you really learn the power of football in Europe and what it means, South America, these other parts mm. of the world. It's unlike anything. And that's what i'm so passionate about it becoming that here obviously it's different given the fact that we really have some other stronger yeah. sports but
0: what it means to these people it's it's life it's their entire life it's what the areas. is we we're talking about before what what is is. so when i went over there and it was Labocca versus river yes and we weren't <laughs> you allowed went to, to go we weren't allowed to go to <laughs> no, the no, game that's, because that's it was like crazy. that's I, dangerous it was so full-on so you, you know this better than me but i think it's north and south rich side of town versus the poor side of town so it'd be like, how would you explain it? Like North. Yeah, I don't think there's anything like it in Australia anyway. But it's the same city, two teams separated, and they are absolutely mental. It's
2: cultural divides, political divides. It's so deep rooted yeah. that there's no comparison. and you really just need to experience it. I've taken people who aren't even interested in the sport yeah. and they can't believe what they're what they're witnessing and then the fan and the colour, the passion, unbelievable.
0: What's your biggest pinch yourself moment in terms of that when you go to like these leagues mm. and I think LaBocca Boca River's a, a very well-known one, but what else has been for you when you go, fuck, there's some serious tension here?
2: Yeah, there, there's been some big games where team A dislikes team B yeah. and there's a lot of tension in the crowd and it's, again, it's it's different countries, it's Champions yeah. League, it's political. They can actually be quite dangerous. Yeah. So I wouldn't say they pinch myself, My no, yeah. There, well, stay <laughs> yeah, what What's yeah. Been some, some, uh, this, some this scary season, moments? No, this, this season I'd say, so mixed scary and, and really nice, Napoli. A team in Italy from Naples, so mm-hmm. Naples translated in Italian Napoli, they won the championship for the first time in 33 years. They were a nothing club until Diego Maradona arrived in the 80s. Now, I don't know if you've seen the Diego Maradona yeah. documentary, yeah. but that is something truly, truly unique. We'll never see anything like that again. Maradona was and still is a god to these people. In fact, during the World Cup, the the Italy won in the Men's World Cup, but the Napoli people were supporting Argentina. They've got murals of him all over the city, their shrines, they're so religious. It's a poorer part of Italy, but they are solely football. And Buenos Aires is passionate, Napoli, for me, number one in terms of a city that identifies with a sporting club. There is nothing like it in the world. It is unbelievable. And this season they won the championship the first time in 33 years and I covered every second of their run-in to the point where when they won, I was literally standing in the bench with the coach and the players as the final whistle went. They won it away from home in a place called Udine in the north and they had 15,000 fans there who stormed the pitch and it was, I was literally like, standing beside their best player, I have a video of it, and I was standing beside their best player and ran onto the pitch with the players when they won. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's oh <my laughs> so good. God. Unbelievable. And then we got swarmed. I did a quick live hit, which was mayhem. Napoli fans jumping all over me. It was very cool. And it was just so special. Grown men crying, children enjoying the moment, things they thought they'd never witnessed. Three days later they played their first match as champions back in Naples and the same thing. It was just a party that was never ending and is still going from all reports. So when you see what it means to these people who have been starved of success in a country in a obviously a, a region of Italy that identifies so much mm. with a sport, I can never lose the passion for this game because what it does to people, I'm just so appreciative to be there and be be able to play a small role in their experience. So even if I'm doing a match which means nothing to me. Which there are many i do many matches it's just another match i always think to myself there may be someone watching in one of the markets i work into on tv in any country in the world who for them this is the most important match they've mm-hmm. ever seen so yeah. i need to respect that and do it justice and that's where my passion for the sport comes from and is maintained because of special stories like that
1: that's incredible yeah what a good Amazing. story it's so i think even touching on that like the beauty of like the fan player relationship in the sport like mm. i think Obviously, AFL, you know, they respect the fans. But saying about football is th- the fans truly believe they're part of the team. Like, yep. there's such a con- connection.
0: Yeah. Isn't that something here? Like, Scott, you you love Geelong. Like, you love Geelong. Yep. You love St Kilda, Mon. Yeah, St At the moment, just because of my relationship with them, I'm probably – because I'm too close to it. Mm. It's not as an obsessive thing as what it was. But in Australia, would it's sort of like nearly – frowned upon to be too supportive of a yeah. club like yeah. it's almost like oh that's a bit weird that's enough well, you guys all just bagged me before because oh, no, i was I saying no, i, I check some stuff in the saints like forums i was like that's a little bit weird Mon. but it's weird <laughs> isn't it because in australia like i feel bad now but it is it isn't as promoted uh, as it is it's,
1: it's not cool to be passionate like, yeah. about your sporting team but like okay i didn't know that i oh, know it's, yeah. it's, it's like mm. you can just well,
0: What the fuck are you wearing a foot jump for? Yeah, Yeah, you're like, that's a kid's... And maybe it's because of the no sleeves. I don't know, maybe we need to get some T-shirts. What's
1: what's different with football as well, uh, AFL, is that we have, usually in the one city, there's at least more than one team. So yeah. it's like as a Melbourne Victory supporter, I feel something completely different when I go to a victory game mm. over going to a Geelong game. Mm. Even though Geelong's a bit different, I get to you, when you I'm city. at Geelong, it's mm. you're in you're in your own city, everyone's walking in, everyone's talking about the game. You lose, you're all sad together. Yeah. But when you go to a victory game, there's just something you there's just this energy, mm. this pulsating energy. You feel it sounds super weird, but you feel connected with the players on the pitch and you almost feel like your voice is heard more as a fan in this, in in, in In the round ball than it is AFL, Mm. where the AFL have a bit more control. The the PR strategy is more about controlling the inner sanctum where the round ball game actually really embrace the fan and Mm. actually take them in.
0: I don't know what it's like overseas though with with football, but in I've thought about this a lot with the US sport too, and the fact that I think that there's definitely that, and then there's also the fact that Australia have such a strong grassroots program, like, can you imagine mm-hmm. if we get 100,000 in the MCG mm-hmm. on a big game, imagine if there was no local leagues, no, like, junior sport, mm-hmm. or um, as many, like, VFA mm-hmm. Northern, you know, all those, like, VFL and stuff, because when you get to uh, the US, I don't know what it's like in, in Europe, but they don't have... The NFL is the only sports league. Like they yeah. don't have local teams. So yeah, that's crazy. Imagine all the people that support those teams more because they don't go down to um you know Bundura or Greensboro and Correct. support their local. They're just going to watch Carlton or Collingwood yeah. that week. No, it's the
2: same. It's the same yeah. in Europe. It's like once that once you miss the boat as a youngster, like that's it, you just become another fan. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's just that's just how it is. But there, I love the points raised about that connection because mm. that's so true. And yeah. it doesn't matter at what level, but mm. certainly second, third tier leagues in England and Germany. Germany, in Italy, they're, they're as passionate because yeah. they're even more local. Yeah. And a lot of the fans who have teams in the lower levels still have a big, big uh, top flight team, but that passion and connection, you don't see anything like it. But Napoli is a very unique example because they are a big club in a big league, not the biggest, but they are big, and the whole city just is one. Mm. So they all support the same thing. Yeah. You would never be seen dead walking there in a Juventus shirt mm. or, in a, or a Milan shirt because no, 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 this is... Napoli, this is our home, and it's uh, very, very special to see. And culturally, in football all over Europe, it's different everywhere you go, and it's, that's one of the best things of my job and what I do is the travel and cultural learning aspect because Europe's a big place, and there's so oh. it's just so diverse, and it keeps everything fresh, and every day is a new experience, and it, it's a very rewarding thing to see.
0: Yeah. Uh, are firms a thing? In European football, like you know, we watch Green Street Hooligans Mm, obviously, obviously, and like that, that's sort of like built into my mind that every team has their own. It's eased. Is it eased in
2: in England? The product is becoming to the average sports fan who doesn't understand football culture so well. I say England is becoming the closest thing to U.S. sports that we know. It's becoming very commercial. As a result, a lot of that, for the good, is now no longer. But there is still there is still, it's not that it's it's clean and it's safe all the time there are still issues in a lot of the other countries we have in italy we have a fans called ultras they're the, they're the fans who actually semi run the club yeah on top of being the ones who organize the choreography on top of the ones who for example some Italian clubs are about to sign new players these Fan groups have requested meetings with the new player what? before that's, they wow. sign. That's, that's
1: very strong in, it's, in the A-League, too. Melvici exactly the same. It's that crazy. That what? there is,
2: there is a insane. There is a player from Juventus who is a Colombian player. Juan Cuadrado, his name is. Mm-hmm. And he's been at Juventus for many years. He's had many on-field fights with Inter Milan who are a big rival of Juventus. They play in the Derby d'Italia, the Italian derby. It's called Milan-Torino. And... He is about to join Inter Milan after leaving Juventus after many years. And the ultras of Inter Milan have requested a meeting with the player to understand why do you want to come to play for us? What are your intentions? Are you here for the right reasons? And this happens. So there have been some times where earlier this season, AC Milan, who won the championship the season before, were in a really bad run of form. The ultras requested a meeting with the coach and players and had a word to them after a match. Incredible scenes. Maybe not normal, but mm-hmm. no, it so, is there. But yeah, but exactly, totally no, but it's crazy.
0: Crazy. So, is that like, are they, I know they're ultra fans, but are they somewhat underworld figures? Is that how they get the in oh, into the-
2: Italy's a different place. There's yeah. a lot of stuff that goes okay, on there. Okay, so, that's so. What I mean. I'm like, how the hell,
0: hell, like they, if in cut. Car- they've like, if Monroff got <laughs> the Saints at and was like, I want to speak to
1: <laughs> like that just wouldn't <laughs> sort of like Because <laughs>
0: Scott does go to Cuddy New Park and he's like, I want to speak <laughs> to Tom Hawkins. And Tom Hawkins is like, no, no, And that's once
1: again the lack of respect that the AFL has exactly. To defense, exactly. Which I think is disappointing. <laughs> exactly. No, I just think like I'm sure there are some kind of dodgy individuals within all active support. Yeah, yeah. But like, but it, I find it so interesting. But honestly, it's just like the, the club actually takes the approach to be like it's it it's better for them. They go and they've got an angry fan base. Mm. Like football fan bases can get pretty volatile. Mm, yeah. Like victory fans have been known to go on the active support, so long strikes, yep. because they were, anno- they were annoyed that certain parts of Football Australia were reducing how much active support and stuff like that with the ticketing, blah, 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 blah. So they just like went on strike for a year and didn't rock up. So it's, it's like- mental, man. It's it's so crazy. They do
2: help, in Italy at least, they do help with sometimes tickets and merchandise and things like that. Yeah. And there's a lot of business that goes on underneath the business. <laughs> <Yeah>. And, <underneath laughs> oh, and
0: there's, yeah. there's a few layers, but- oh, I yeah, love that. It goes
1: deep, but it's a lot of fun. It Good is on. like- Fantastic. <laughs>
0: On them, all for that, all for that. Um, so there you go, Come On Maybe start a,
1: a crew, the ultras. Yeah, should I? Same yeah. Same if anyone's a safe yeah. supporter yeah.
0: and is listening and wants to join <laughs> me, <laughs> I'm 29. <laughs> <this>. Yeah,
1: good. <laughs> a couple of boys who sing some songs. Yeah, right. Mate, let's get into the world cup. What's happening? Yes, uh,
0: what are you down for? Hmm. Scott's got his kit. Uh,
1: looking mm, good. This is, this Word, is so. the... No, no, not this one. I've got You've the Kerr one the... in the mail and I've got my Cooney Cross one just sitting there and yeah. ready to go for Thursday. That's an exciting time. It's, I fucked up and didn't get tickets, honestly. i forgot to... Oh, same. Yeah, I've got to try
0: and find oh, something. Yeah, okay. Oh, you missed out. Actually, yeah, know was, was like... like, no, was no, like, no, was no, like it's
2: <laughs> quite big in... I know, if you looked through as well. Good,
0: good.
2: No, it's a very exciting time. I think this is an unbelievable opportunity. Again, obviously, we've had the Olympics, Sydney had the Olympics, but in terms of an event, especially at this moment in women's sport, it couldn't be any more exciting. The team being very good and having a, a good chance to, to make their mark at this tournament makes it even better. But mm. look, anything is possible and it's just very cool. Opening match sold out, Sydney, 80,000. Like, you that wouldn't have huge. dreamt, so <laughs> it's, good. it's massive. You it's wouldn't awesome. have dreamt that possible year, a few years right. back. So it's really amazing. The quality does help and I can tell you I've covered a lot of women's football in Europe. I think people that watch will be pleasantly surprised at the quality. I I don't I think for a team sport with 11 individuals on the park at each time per team obviously. I think people will be really surprised at the quality across the board, especially the top nations. And really, you get that appreciation, especially when you're there. But it's not a sport that you watch, you think, oh, I'm used to watching men play normally and it's a bit quicker and whatnot. Football's not like that. The The women that I've covered and, and, and had a lot to do with are very technical, very clever, mm-hmm. and, and really, really played at a top level that looks no different to what most would be used to seeing in the men's awesome. game. So I'm pumped for this World Cup. What,
1: what we're also foreign to is the, the Socceroos, for example, the men's national team, mm. don't necessarily have a lot of players. They're playing in top leagues in European yep. cities where the Matildas are stacked. We've got players from Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Hayley Razzo just joined Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manchester City, like f- a full list of just A grade players yep. in in Same their at Chelsea. Sam Kerr yeah. is, you know, she's the face of, mm-hmm. <laughs> of I Chelsea yesterday, yeah. Sam
0: Kerr. Did a fucking post with Instagram? I, didn't did I was like, that. I've never seen someone she's do a, a collaboration
1: superstar. post with
0: Instagram. That is like, she's a fan. That's, of, she's that's a fan next of level AA. shit. I like on. that she's, is just she's massive. She's like, you know what happened as well? Four years ago, I had a nearly on the show, and then she was like at a festival. She's like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I was like, okay. And then we didn't do it. And then a year later, I nearly had her, missed out on it again. I've got the open dialect with her yeah, on Instagram, very good, very good. <laughs> but now it's just like. I don't think I can get her anymore
1: I think I've missed I
0: think i missed
2: the boat I've already yeah, got, got I just haven't done yeah, it yet. yeah that's right yeah. 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 But no, she's, but she, I think she's just incredible it's person a star, yeah. and, and again how not how quickly this has happened because it's been a long time yeah. coming but the quality everything has come together at the right time and obviously as a country we bid for the Men's World Cup which eventually went to Qatar but this just is a stepping stone for where we're at this is the amazing, and I mean a stepping stone for the sport, yeah. where we're at as, as a nation, and again, our, our cultural love for it, this is the right time. We, we, I don't think, especially in the men's game, we weren't really ready for, no. for 22. Yes, it's only a year later, but I feel the women are at a much better level than the men, especially yeah. as you mm-hmm. said. They're playing at top clubs. This is what we're ready for now, and it's going to be a Great show, and no doubt we'll put on a great tournament with New Zealand. But look, hopefully, they can go very deep because the deeper they go, the stronger the impact it will have on the sport yeah. going forward. Who's uh top four? Like, who are we looking at? For mm. the, the best nation in the world is the USA, and yeah. they remain that. They're, really, uh, they're unbelievable. Yeah. The so USA, three,
1: they've had th- one three in a row, or is it the last two? two if they, they
2: win, it be the, three. They've won four yeah. World Cups. I always it, got to go on to Brazil again and thought, like, Brazil are sold without right. being the best, yeah. But again, they, You can't do anything about that cultural side of things because brazil is still very strong but usa clearly the best the big change in the last four years has been really the investment in the european game so keep an eye out for the top european nations who are at full strength because some are not. England uh, just won the Euros last summer, very, very good, very strong, would be almost on par with the US, but they're without their, well, three of their best five players will be very tough. Germany, they're my tip to win the tournament. Very, very good team, very strong. Again, all playing at top clubs, very, very good team. And Spain, France, probably the others in the mix there. And Australia, Canada, Japan, Brazil, they're sort of the the nations who will, I would be very confident one of those will take it out.
1: Yeah, oh, I was going to so say, tight. there's such yeah. a juicy matchup in our group when we take on Canada. Amazing. Seventh, there's tenth, basically, in the FIFA rankings. We're tenth, Canada's seventh. Yep. But um, we're probably on home turf expected to probably hopefully win that. Mm-hmm. We've got the talent on the park, definitely have the ability to beat them. But last time they came to Australia, I think they beat us twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, not too long ago Not as well. too long ago. So I think if there's a game to really tune into – we should hopefully be the top two teams in our group. That's the one to tune into right here yeah, at um at Melbourne Rectangular Stadium. As Melbourne they call it. <laughs> There's
0: no tickets available for anything, so even just having to watch it on on TV will be oh definitely
1: huge. embrace yeah, it. Say. That's what I'd
0: say. What else, mate? What else is uh for the next sort of bits and pieces? Like how? Hey, well, after this world this World Cup, actually, a fun fact: the
2: first match I do at the World Cup, which will be Nigeria Canada. That's the first game I will cover. That is going to be, or that is the first ever. Soccer match, I will cover in my life in Australia. Oh, wow! Oh, no way! In my life, never ever. I've told that to a few people. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> this season alone, I've done the World Cup final. I did the the Champions League, my that's fifth incredible. Champions League final. I've done all these big events. I've never ever, for a second, worked in Australia in soccer. So it's gonna be my first. No, so that's awesome. That's what's that's, yeah, what's that's going exciting. Up. Yeah, you
0: have to call it soccer as well. <laughs> I do exactly.
2: <Yeah>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there like, you can be very loose. Obviously, if it's because I because I always work into different countries in yeah. the world, whether it's USA, UK. Uh, middle east india africa everywhere is different terminology so normally i just work to the internationally yeah. known thing just
0: so it applies to For all sure. so i'm very used to that one thing i haven't even sort of thought about but like being across so much if you think about covering one sport but mm. like the names like teams mm. of covering a world cup competition that's like got countries different like languages, all these, mm. that that would be fucking incredibly difficult. Yeah, it's very hard, very underrated and skill. And you think like the, the, pronunci- the pronunciation of everything?
2: I, even as a young kid, I always grew up saying Italian words in Italian, yeah. whether they're various forms of pasta or things like that. I've And it sounds silly, but instilling that in my mindset as a Cultured. young kid has helped me now to the point where I can speak. I go to France a lot for work. I can speak basic French, I can speak basic German, I can speak basic Portuguese and Spanish. And so having the understanding of the basic sounds and words of those languages makes pronunciation and referring to whoever and whatever, whenever, very easy for me. But keeping up to date with two million leagues across the world and who's doing what and where and who's coming from what and where, and then needing to be an expert talking about that stuff, it's, it's tough. But that certainly comes from just consuming and having that sort of historical consumption where I've been watching and consuming my whole life. My whole childhood was, waking up at 3am, watching football, taking it in. Even if I had school the next day, as I said earlier, whatever I need to do, I was always just taking things in. So I've got a lot of historical references and I I just have a lot of knowledge in in the brain, which when I need it, it's there. But again, coming back to what I do, I never try and do anything I'm not capable of Mm. or try to be anyone I'm not. Talk about what I know,
0: relax, have fun, enjoy it, and that's about it. Love it, mate. You've been extremely generous with your time to finish up. I was just going to ask maybe and jump in if anyone else has got a, a, got a tip for this, but winner, as you said, Germany before, mm-hmm. I think you said, but is there like a best uh, player, most goal scorers, mm. who's your, yeah, we can do your that. round table of those?
2: I think that, so the US, unbelievable. Most people will know some of the US top players. Megan Rapinoe, yep. who, is, this is her final World Cup. She's been around for a long time, yep. been a huge face of, of that Brand. She's now, I think she's 38, so won't be a key play there, but it's this new wave of players coming through, and there's two to keep an eye on in particular. One is my top scorer, her name's Sophia Smith. Unbelievable at U.S. level, has come through the college ranks, scores goals for fun, and the USA are going to score a lot of goals. Their first game's against Vietnam, and I, I fear that could be a double-digit game, and okay. Sophia Smith is one to keep an eye on. Okay. <laughs> Here's uh-huh. a fun fact for yeah. you. Trinity Rodman, the daughter of Dennis Rodman, wow. yeah, plays for the U.S.
0: Oh, no way. It's amazing, and she's Whoa, a star. She's so athletic. She's, she's a star. Cool she's
2: just athletic, athletic and long, as hell, and yeah, she's wow. a star, so keep an eye on her. Yeah. But for me, look, Player of the tournament, is it's a tough one because obviously it will be dependent on who wins. Wins, yeah. I think from an Australian perspective, Sam Kerr is one of many stars. For Australia to go all the way, yeah. there has to be more that really step up. And there's quality across the board. There is really quality across the board. Caitlin Ford is a player I like what, I think she's i think she's at the same level. They're, Catley's very strong. There are a lot of these experienced players who need to deliver because when Australia come up against the top, top nations, that's not possible to win with one player, not not at this level against the quality that's there. So, you know, I think if Kirk and Fire Australia can go deep, maybe then she can be the player of the tournament. Germany, for me, will win the tournament, but again, USA the favourite. Wow.
1: Yeah. Very yeah. good. Yeah, Scotty, I, anything from you? Well, it's just I just think if, we, if if the Matildas, I think one of their weaknesses is probably letting in goals. If they mm. can, if their defense holds up, their attack is there's options on there park. which
2: weren't there previously. So I'm positive yeah. about that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And
1: yeah. like. Like they've got superstars on that level. And it's mm-hmm. just if they can get the connection right, very much like the Socceroos did in Qatar, then they can actually. They've got the firepower. Like that was amazing. Covering
2: that game, just being the Socceroos in Australia against Argentina in in Qatar oh. was one of countless games I did there. But that was really special. Again, the in terms of pinch yourself moments to see my country in a round of 16 against Messi yeah. in the World Cup. He won that final was something else. But that was really, really special to, to be there and cover that and just witness that live incredible effort by the Socceroos. Yeah. But just a, yeah, one of the many cool moments. Doesn't there. it show
0: the extremity of Leo Messi, the fact that one of your best memories is watching your country play against him? Yeah. Like that just, yeah. Like, and now thinking about it even with the US and what's happening, he's going and playing in the US League. Miami, yeah. What does yeah. that do for – does that actually like – take the U.S. soccer to upwards of uh, Italy?
2: Like, yeah. Does it- the, again, the, the key difference just for the U.S., which they'll always be up against, is the cultural side of it because yeah. they've got so many established sports. But what that will do for participation, what that will do for interest in the game, what that will mm. do for investment in the game, that can definitely take the U.S. to the next level. And that next level, who knows what that is, but they are hosting the world cup in 2026 which oh, i tell you any yes. football fan that would you, be unbelievable that's usa mexico and canada is going and to be mind one Australia hell just, of a
1: party yeah. Australia just falling into mexico yeah. just quietly <laughs> that would be amazing but what <laughs> messi's <laughs> yeah.
2: impact will do in the lead up to that it's uh, how smart is that that's very smart there and he's
0: getting everything he's getting apple yeah. tv shares shares of the <laughs> merchandise. he's incredible. getting everything so i've always thought about when he was living in argentina like how did he live there like where was like humble upbringing he's from rosario but he lived out in the mountains and stuff didn't he like he was was from
2: rosario so he's from just outside of buenos aires i think he is but it was but would
0: would there be people waiting at his fence every day like did they leave him alone or
2: well when he was he left for barcelona at a very young age very young i think he was 13 when he left Mm. for barcelona and that was the start of his journey he went into into their into their youth academy there la marcia and made his way through the ranks. And as soon as he burst onto the scene, 05, 06, whenever it was, they, they knew that they had a gem there. They knew that they had a world yeah. beater for the future. And they have been able to do that Barcelona, but that was identified from a very young age. There were scenes though recently after the World Cup. That's when, what I
0: saw. And they were standing around that big property. No, it's
2: impossible. Yeah. If he lived in Argentina now, he was he was out for steak with his I family. I saw that video. And it was and ridiculous. Was, like,
0: was just like looking at no, it. There, yeah. was, there
2: was thousands and thousands and thousands trying to take a photo in the nighttime of Messi at a steak restaurant. What's the point? <laughs> you're, you're not. No, no. There is a point is it all about wall. this man. Exactly.
1: I, I will double down on your day. the the Argentina round of sixteen game was the like the best sporting event I've ever been to because the the Argentinians. I went to I went to, I went to Poland versus France, which was the uh, elimination game if they fell second in the group. Mm. It was all Argentinians because they all bought tickets to that game just in case. Yeah. That. Until it fall fall through, so yeah, I crazy the aura that man had just around the ball. Everyone would just like you'd be worried.
2: It's a, you'd just be worried. There are very few athletes like that in in world sport, and I, I think it's because of the phone. Yeah, we're at a point now, and this I highly recommend you watch this Diego Maradona documentary. Yeah, we what's that seen? on? Because that's I don't know where it's we'll accessible it. in Australia, but we, yeah. we we need to find it because it's is it just un- called Diego Maradona? Or? It's I don't even know what he called it. Asif Kapadia is the director who did it. I know the guy and it's an incredible piece of work. And
0: Diago Maradona 2019? It, it, it would be. Yeah, so it's and just the called the story is incredible and HBO. you really
2: get a sense of the aura of an individual. The reason I say phones have limited that now is because you can sort of feel like you know these people yeah. now. If they publish too much, you see what they're doing. You feel like you're yeah. one of them, which, okay, it is what it is. but. Someone like Messi, who's not that big on social media. Yeah. Someone like Zlatan Ibrahimović, mm. who's a player I've done a lot of work with who. It's like he is a god oh, yeah. and he talks like he's a god and he's got think, this yeah. aura that when people see him, they they fall in love yeah. with him. He retired recently. There was 80,000 at Sunset to, to bid him farewell. Everyone was just bawling their eyes out, crying, because
0: these guys are literally untouchable. So the weight, to say the weight of a player that you've seen, is Messi in Argentina the biggest or would you say... I Ronaldo. never saw
2: Maradona, but no one's bigger than that. Yeah. Okay. As of today, Ronaldo, no, he doesn't compare because he doesn't have the same. He wasn't at that one place for that long. Yeah. yeah obviously, Real Madrid. He was at for a very long time, yeah. twelve years. Yeah. But Real I don't Madrid is
0: connected to him. Is... It's
2: different. Real Madrid is a club that has always had the the best players in the world. Barca Barca is the same, but something about Messi and staying there for the entirety of his career, more or less, went to Paris the last couple of years. It was a different level. Zlatan Ibrahimovic for me is godlike on another level. He's played at <laughs> fifteen clubs, but everywhere he goes, there is this feeling that he is something super normal
0: I, what was as that one? a character. <laughs> and and, that, and, and he did you... where he signed the t-shirt for yeah. someone Lebron or something. <laughs> <laughs> <And then> Lebron <laughs> sent him a jumper yeah. when he signed with LA or something like that, and he he signed so... it and sent it back to him and said like, "I am God." or something like
2: that. Can I tell you a quick story <laughs> yeah. on Zlatan? I so Zlatan Ibrahimovic was playing for Milan recently with tied. They won the championship last year. I mentioned the Napoli story, how I was there on the pitch when they won. When Milan won, I was on the pitch as they won, same thing. And I was literally standing right behind Zlatan and the players as they won, right on the pitch. Cool experience. Ten minutes before, he was coming back from a knee injury, and he was warming up. And I was literally sitting on the pitch 10 meters from their bench. And i got a video. He's doing a couple of calf stretches over the top of me, and we're just chatting a little oh bit. Oh, my God. And and he said to me, he's, and in his voice, right? I'll do my best impression. <laughs> he said to me, he's like, you know, you are very lucky because not everyone gets to touch God. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, just said this to me. In this moment, I said to him, please go can- on and score. <laughs> he went on the pitch and scored and ran right to the corner <laughs> where we were. But the they ruled it out for offside. I was so disappointed. Yeah, but he's, he, in that moment, he and they went on to win no. the title. He lifted oh, wow. the trophy. He's just got this aura about him like he's something else.
1: And if you don't necessarily know who you are talking about, you're not very well versed, but you are a Ted Lasso fan, the striker they bring in in the last season it, is, yeah, is absolutely based on Zaitan. No doubt. Absolutely. Love so it. So there you go.
0: Dale, thank you so much, mate. Thank we we appreciate you. Appreciate it. I hope that uh, we can we can do some more stuff soon together because you're an incredible man. I really appreciate you coming in today, Mon, Scoot. Thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, we love you. A lot of fun, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, pal. Right. Cheers. Bye. bye. Easter. Four days of outdoor adventures, work in the garage or doing stuff around the home or even in the garden. You gotta love that. Bring on the jobs and pile them up. 101 long weekend jobs ready to tackle. You could be in the outdoors, putting your four-wheel drive to the test, tearing down an internal war or maybe putting a new one up, or even repurposing an old wine barrel for an outdoor table. Whatever the task over Easter, Trojan Tools are up for the job. Trojan Tools. Quality tools at DIY prices, backed by a lifetime warranty. Available in-store or online at Bunnings Warehouse. Trojan. Tools built tough. The AFL season is underway and you can now watch every game of every round live on KO. Games of the round include Carlton vs Richmond on Thursday night. These games don't get much bigger than this and no matter where these teams are on the ladder, it's always a blockbuster. On Friday night, it's Collingwood vs Sydney. Speaking of bid games, these two do not play a bad one, especially with Brody Grundy and Taylor Adams now playing for the Swans against their old mob, the Pies. And on Saturday afternoon, it's Essendon versus Hawthorne, the line in the sand. Gee whiz, this could be exciting. Two young up-and-coming teams. Watch live now with no ad breaks in play. 4K capabilities have arrived. You can now watch selected AFL games in detail so clear you think you're part of the action. New to KO? Get on board and start your free trial today.